Radio. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. G'day everyone. Thanks for tuning into The Journey. We're almost at the end of May. Hard to believe. I hope you're all staying warm. And State of Origin is just around the corner oh, for yeah. all of our listeners in the eastern states. Dave, I know you're a mad <laughs> blues fan. You're looking forward to Origin. You think I, we've got a chance this year? Mate, I love Origin. Look, we've had yeah. a chance for the last eight years. What are you saying? <laughs> no, I know. We've been in it, but we haven't won. <laughs> you never know. I, look, I don't know if it's this year. I'm really not that confident, but I hope so. How's your week been, Jude? Good, thank you, mate. Yeah, going really well. Just uh, in and out of uh, schools where we're delivering scripture lessons and uh, fantastic to be working with all of these fantastic scripture teachers that uh, work right throughout New South Wales going in and, and delivering the message of hope of, of Jesus and, and the gospel in, in all of our great public schools. Yeah, great service indeed, mate. What about you, Mr. Golden Tonsils? What have you been up to? <laughs> uh, good on you. Well, you just mentioned Origin. I've just got to say how much I'm loving the rugby league. You know I'm a Sydney Roosters yes, fan. Yes, yes. I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I like to refer to them as the Eastern Suburbs Roosters. Oh, but good on you. They're having a pretty good year, but it's such a close competition, so I'm really loving the rugby league. Mm, good. Pleased to hear it, mate. Anyway... We've got a great show lined up this week. We're going to hear some fantastic segments from our presenters and uh, we're going to hear from Sister Hilda from down at Jamboree Abbey, which will be fantastic. She's got a great piece this week on well, what we can learn from the life of Nelson Mandela. Awesome. Trish McCarthy's back with a milk and honey segment, which will yep. be fantastic too. Who else have we got? We've got Sam Clear this week. We interviewed him last week and we're going to hear from the Missionaries of God's Love with their segment, The Call Too. So lots to look forward to on the show this week, Dave. Yeah, sounds awesome, dude. First up, we're going to hear from Father Graham Schmitzer from Coromel with this week's Gospel Reflection for the Feast of the Ascension of Our Lord. This comes right at the end of the Easter season, Jude, and just before Pentecost Sunday, the descent of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the Church of Christianity, the Easter season. And he's going to be giving us a message about a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 17. That'll be followed by a great song, At Your Name, by Phil Wickham. Let's get into it, eh? Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. Love makes the world go round. Love is a many splendid thing. All you need is love. We sing of nothing else. Why then does the world find it so difficult to love? We use the word so often that we've forgotten what it really means. We tend to equate love with feeling. And that's where we begin to go wrong. Love is more of the mind than of the heart. Feelings can betray us. Love is basically a decision. Fortunately, Greek, the language of the New Testament, has four words to describe different types of love. So by looking at the original text, we know what Jesus meant. He uses the word agape, which basically means to wish the best for the other. Jesus asks us to love as he loved. Of his relationship with his Father, Jesus said, I do always what pleases him. In other words, Jesus kept the commandments because he knew his Father had given the commandments in love. The commandments could be summed up in one word, respect. Respect for God and for his name. Respect for his day each week. Respect for each other and each other's good name. Respect for each other's relationships and property. Then, says Jesus, we become the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, whom he calls by that comforting name, the Advocate. Advocate is a legal term. In the law court of heaven, there is always one who is pleading our cause, 
the Holy Spirit is indeed our comforter. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. In recent times, the world has mourned the loss of Nelson Mandela and much has been said about him, many wonderful things recounted about him and I'd like to recount one more facet of this wonderful, wonderful man. Somebody asked Nelson Mandela, did he ever hate the guards that looked after him? You and I both know some of the horrendous things that Nelson Mandela had to endure. His answer was, well, of course I hated them. That's human. But then I realised that if I continued to hate them, then I continued to be their prisoner. That struck me. Because you and I continue to be prisoners ourselves when we're hemmed in by the feelings and the hatred that we have for other people. Every time you and I give way to an act of recrimination, every time you and I hear these words pass our lips, What do they think they're doing? They're not going to treat me like that. We're their prisoner. Every time you and I turn a blind eye to somebody else's call for help, we're their prisoner. Every time you and I choose darkness over light, and I'm not talking here about airy-fairy stuff, I'm talking about the practicalities of everyday life. Every time we choose darkness... You and I are prisoners. And our dear Father did not create you and I to be prisoners. He created us to walk this earth with our heads held high with the freedom of the sons and daughters of God. And it's that kind of freedom that is one more gift the Father has entrusted to us for the rest of the world. Perhaps the time has come, 2014, The time has come to stop being prisoners. It's real easy, you know. All you've got to do is ask the Father for the key. And Jesus Christ, as we know, is the key. If we're set free, then so is this entire world. Hmm, and you know what? Peace will finally come to this world. You're listening to The Journey, and we just heard from Sister Hilda Scott with her wisdom from the Abbey. Anyway, it's time to listen to Trish McCarthy. I love Trish's Milk and Honey segment. Always Mm. practical advice for healthy, happy gospel living. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Do not be alarmed when disaster comes. I'm reminded of a story my friend took his little girl to our local dam. On the way, they had to pass through a tunnel through which water runs when the dam overflows. Its surface is slippery at the best of times and this day was no exception. Before they entered, he told his daughter, Millie, it's very slippery in here. If you fall over, it will hurt. So when it happens, don't cry, it will be okay. He wasn't being uncaring or irresponsible in saying this, just alerting her to the fact of potential hazard. As she walked through, she slipped and grazed her knee, and instead of crying, she burst into laughter saying, Ha ha, you told me that would happen, Daddy. Imagine the difference it would make if we took on that mindset. 
In Ecclesiasticus 2, it says, Do not be alarmed when disaster comes. So rather than being unpleasantly surprised by life's upsets and interruptions, or instead of being angry or hurt or disappointed or looking for someone to blame, we could be prepared, accept with joy, and in fact laugh at life's little slips and say with God, Ha, you told me that would happen, but it's okay because you are with me as we place our trust in Jesus. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Welcome back to The Journey. Hope you're enjoying the show today. Wherever you are right around the country, either live through your local Christian radio, online or even via podcast. Well, it's over to you, Jude. Apparently you've got a bit of a movie review. Oh, mate, I received um, I received a series of emails in the last couple of weeks about a movie that's been released um, and, and actually a series of Christian movies that are doing really big things at the box office. And uh, many of you might have heard it. It's called Heaven is for Real. And it did really well at the box office over the Easter period in the United States of America. And it's one of a number of, I suppose, faith-based films that have been doing really, really well at the box office. I mean, we've had uh, Son of God, which has been a new release, God's Not Dead, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard some fantastic things about and seen some reviews online. And then we had Darren Avanovsky's Noah, which you know I wasn't real keen on going and seeing because they've done some very strange things with the storylines, Dave, but it's done okay. This one, Heaven is for Real, is an amazing film by all reports and very, very keen to go and get it. I received an email from the Fatherhood Foundation and many of you would know Warwick Marsh, who's well-known right around the country in in Christian circles. And he sent me an article on this movie and just how it's bringing so many people to faith and it's done brilliantly at the box office and, and really can't wait to see that movie. So the movie's based on a true story of a young boy who actually died, was clinically dead, and the experiences that he had and how these came out quite innocently, his experiences of encountering Christ and, of, or I suppose, the conversations that he had as, as someone who had passed away and yet came back, you know, was brought back, was revived, and just how he, as a young man, has quite innocently, in a childlike way, revealed the things that were revealed to him in this experience. It's an incredibly powerful movie and really draws people into, the, I suppose, the reality of eternity. Stories like that give me goosebumps, Jude. Unbelievable. (laughs) I think they do for everyone. All the reviews about it have been fantastic. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait till it's released over here. I look forward to seeing it also. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call. Within the Jewish tradition, there is a mythological creature called a golem. This creature looks like a human, yet is made of made from clay. The interesting feature of this creature is that its life is directed by words. The author, Terry Pratchett, once wrote a novel where he described this creature quite vividly, suggesting that if you hit the head of a golem at just the right point, the top of its head would flip open to reveal a small sheet of paper with words written on it. These are the words that direct its identity and work. If you change the words, you change the whole direction of the creature. In many respects, we are a lot like this mythological creature. Our life is also directed by words. However, those words are often negative or destructive. You are useless. No one will care for you. Don't trust anyone because they'll only hurt you. You're going to fail anyway, so why bother trying? The content of these words will be different for every person. Yet they are written into us so so often at a young age, in the midst of conflict or criticism. 
As with the story of the golem, these words direct us at every moment of our life. No matter how much we may want to be different, we will always return to this way of thinking about ourselves, unless we rewrite the words. To bring about true change, we need to first identify what the words are that are directing our life. To consciously identify them as being a destructive force in our life. And then allow God to speak into our life a whole new set of words that are based on truth. You are honoured and precious in my sight and I love you. By praying deeply with the scripture and even repeating the words of scripture repeatedly throughout the day, we can gradually change the words that are inside our head and begin to live a life based on how God sees us. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, Here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. When Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin announced their intention to consciously uncouple last month, the Twittersphere went crazy. Not only is a Hollywood bust-up big news, everyone wanted to know what conscious uncoupling was. Hi, we're Francine and Byron Parola from Smart Loving, and today we're debunking conscious uncoupling. Apparently, the term is a contemporary replacement for the good divorce, popularised in the 1980s. It is intended as a kinder, more humane way to end a marriage and break up a family. Some have suggested it's just psychobabble designed to ease the guilt of divorcing parents, a necessary euphemism because the reality is just too confronting. Divorce, whether it's a good one or a bad one, is always painful and tragic for those involved. While we congratulate the parents who aim to minimise the harm to their children from a divorce, it is an ironic reality that many put more effort into divorcing well than they ever did into making their marriage work in the first place. One can't help but wonder that if they can summon the motivation for the sake of the children to consciously uncouple, could they not equally choose to consciously recouple and rebuild their marriage? We've seen couples do exactly this. Typically, they turn up to one of our marriage seminars. In some cases, the meeting with the lawyers are already booked. Many times, they've also attempted counselling with little success. Our experience is that when both spouses are open and willing to participate... Interventions like Smart Loving provides a constructive environment where they can productively deal with some of their issues. For many, the seminar provides forward momentum and hope, which, for couples wanting to make their marriage work, is often enough to get them to take an exit ramp off the divorce superhighway. Divorce is never a discrete event. The process starts without the couple often even noticing. They begin to drift into independence and indifference as the busyness of life fills the space between them. Before they know it, there's an ocean between them and reclaiming their coupleness seems hopeless and overwhelming. In reality, it does not take a lot to avoid this outcome, especially if we start early. Conscious recoupling as a way of life has to be a far better option than conscious uncoupling later in life. We're Francine and Byron Parola. For more relationship tips, visit smartloving.org. The Journey with Dodzy and Dave.
Great to hear from Byron and Francine Parola with their ever popular Smart Loving segment. Also in there was Father Dave Callahan with his segment, The Call, drawing us all into true daily discipleship. That's a good thing, Jude. Yeah, mate, and we are going to have Father Dave on the on the show very, very soon. We've been promising that for a couple of weeks and uh, we've lined up an interview with Father Dave, which is fantastic. Yeah, great. Looking forward to it. Coming up, Sam Clear, what a great young fella, with his segment, Walking the Walk. Well, Jude, I've got to tell you this, mate. I've been replaying in my mind all week that interview you did with Sam. It was just brilliant. Yeah, he's a good fella. Incredible story. And uh, I've got to be honest, I did the same thing too. It's sort of come back to me a few times. Yep. Go and listen to the podcast if you missed that last week. But Sam's going to be coming up with his segment, Walking the Walk. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Walking the Walk, here's Sam Clear. Hi, I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. I recently travelled in a small twin-prop aircraft from Sydney to Albury for a speaking engagement. When we hit severe turbulence after takeoff, the pale-faced passengers were holding on for dear life. But two kids sitting up the front rode those dips with raucous laughter. Without too much fuss, those children had placed incredible trust in the pilot and the engineers who'd built that plane. And so those turbulence-induced dips were nothing more than a fun addition to the flight, not a worrying disturbance. What is it that changes our perspective during life's turbulent times? Back in 2008, while walking around the world for Christian unity, two drunken Russians attacked me. They attempted to beat me up, and in doing so, they snapped my carbon fibre walking poles and ripped the top strap off my backpack. I defended myself by grabbing them around their throats and locking my elbows out. I literally had a Russian in both hands. They then began clawing at my hands though, and not having cut their fingernails in a while, well, they did some damage. Eventually, I was able to bring them together with a thud and ran off down the road. It could have just been a cool story to tell my mates when I got home, but here's the twist. Just before I was set upon, I was praying about and meditating on the passion of Christ, specifically his docility before his aggressors. I couldn't do it. I could not remain docile before my aggressors and let them take everything. Now I had every right to defend myself, but for the first time in my life, I realized that Jesus did too. He didn't just have the right though, he also had the might, but he remained docile. A fight in the snow on the side of a Russian road became an invaluable lesson in humility and the incredible love of God. Prayer in everyday moments changes our perspective. Prayer in church, at work, even while fighting off two drunken Russians. Prayer lifts our gaze from ourselves to our eternal God, the ultimate engineer and pilot. I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. For more on the walk around the world for unity, Go to walkforone.com. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Well, Jude, that brings us to the end of another mm, week. Goes quick. Thanks to everyone for listening into the journey. Hope you're all rugged up around the country. It is that time of year. Mm. Look, I encourage you to give us some feedback on our Facebook page. Just look for the Journey Catholic Radio in your search engine, and you can also follow the links to listen to past shows of The Journey as podcasts. And if the show isn't being played on your local Christian radio station and you're listening in by podcast or via live streaming, 
why don't you give them a call? Yeah. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you and get some sort of a, a notion about how many people in their region would like to have this this program playing in their local region. Certainly it's being promoted in lots and lots of places, in, in lots of schools and parishes right around the country and, and Catholic agencies as well. So it'd be fantastic if you could do that and just make sure that lots and lots of people are listening into the journey right around the country. Next week on the show, we'll be doing it all again. It goes without saying, great music, interviews, and inputs from our awesome presenters, Jude Hennessy. Faith, hope, love, and life. You've been listening to The Journey. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. Radio.org.au